Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a progressive talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Monterulo. I am joined by my co-host, uh, LaDonna Loki. LaDonna, what's going on? Not much. How you doing? Good. Not too bad. And uh, we have a third guest host today. Uh, he goes by uh, Comrade Dracula. Uh, Comrade, what's going on? Uh, not much. It's great to be here. Um, I've been a long time fan of the show. <laughs> You're the um, one. I'm the one. Yeah. Um, no, I always thought the name of itself was was great. And I was talking to Anthony about this today. That it's 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 a great name because it implies that there's been a very long conversation that's going on that finally ends with you just you know somebody screaming "Move left, idiots." Um, which yeah, it's like when you can imply a lot with a very few amount of words. So yeah, no, actually, I, that kind of is where it came from. It's it, it's kind of my subconscious. Uh, constant raging thought when i'm talking to like liberal uh relatives and co-workers where i'm just like screaming in my head even though i'm trying to like hold their hand and walk them through mm-hmm. what the fuck is wrong with the democratic party this is how all of our online arguments end just that line <laughs> <laughs> there have been many this week <laughs> so i don't know much about your your uh your parents or anything but if mine are like They'll do whatever Rachel Maddow says. Whatever she says is what they think. <laughs> whatever and the marching orders are. Yeah, like uh, it was. There was. Um, we just had the anniversary of the the big anti-war march against the Iraq War before it even started, and they mm-hmm. were marched in the streets with me back then. And now they've turned into people who basically are for it as long as you know the the MSNBC tells them it's okay to be for it. You know. <clears throat> Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's, yeah. it's really sad to see that this has happened to the left, but I I don't know what we need to do to get people back out in the streets again, but it's like they protested before the Iraq war. We're still in Iraq. We're still in Afghanistan. We're basically in a third ground war in Syria. We're bombing a country. Like, I, I don't know. I, I think, you know, largely because of the, the, you know, complacency from the eight years of Barack Obama, people have kind of forgotten that we're like still involved in all these wars, just about as much as we can be involved. I did a poll on Twitter asking people like, what would it take? Actually, it was Nepal. It was just a question, and like nobody would answer me. <laughs> they might have answered maybe if I'd done a poll, but it was like I, I, I couldn't get anything concrete. It's just like, now nah, we're not doing that. <laughs> like we don't care. Let the let the government go to hell. We're staying inside. Yeah, I, I've been disappointed because about a year ago, well, more than a year ago, I thought, you know, like a lot of people like, all right, welcome back to the left liberals. Like I thought everyone's going to come back to the left and they were going to be anti-war <laughs> and there was going to be like a real opposition. People were going to start being liberals. We're going to start being immoral again. And I was <laughs> fucking naive to think that, honestly, because yeah. <laughs> there was it, they just think they, they decided they were going to pick a bunch of non-issues to be mad about and still cave on. Right. Know? You know, I can't, I can't remember back then, because, I mean, the media's always been this bad, although arguably CNN has gotten worse since then, but um, were people this, like, brainwashed by the mainstream media back then? Because I, I don't remember it being as bad as it is now, like, to the point where... We yeah. can't leave the media now because, you know, it, you could walk away from TV before and, you know, maybe hear something on the radio in passing. But That's now, true. I mean, yeah. it's it's on our phone coming from 12 different apps. Notifications are popping up in our faces. I mean, there, there's nowhere to run or hide if you really want to get away <laughs> from it. Yeah. Well, uh, there was news that we couldn't get away from uh, 
this week uh, that was pretty horrible. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, every time there's like a school shooting, it's horrible. But this was a particularly bad one. This one was bad for me because it was Parkland, which was the name of my high school. Not the same high school, but I'm, you know, friends with a lot of my high school uh, people that I knew in high school. And we all had the exact same reaction. Like, oh, shit, this is our high school. This is the one we've been waiting for since we were in high school, expecting it to happen back then. And it finally did. And I mean, you know, I guess... Luckily, it wasn't ours, but unfortunately, uh, yeah, what was it, 17 people? Uh, so did you first hear the headline or first read it and, and immediately think that might have actually been your school? I did. The first I absolutely reaction. did. Okay. I mean, honestly, I can't believe it didn't happen back when I was in school, um, just the way that things were. I don't think, I mean, it didn't really happen as much back then. Like, I, like it did, but not, I, I, it's, I mean, Jesus Christ, we've had 18 shootings in the first 45 days of the year. I mean, (laughs) and somebody actually pointed out an interesting stat. That's actually being too kind. Uh, because if you account for the weekends, we've had 18 school shootings in the first 31 school days of the year. So who shoots up a school on the weekend though? Like nobody's there. Well, well, that's the point. That's what I mean. (laughs) Like, so it's, there's like a a 60% chance that there's going to be a school shooting, uh, so far this year, any given day of the year. Every day. Wow. Yeah, it was, the stat that blew my mind was the number of, of, of school kids that have experienced a school shooting, like were in the school when it happened, had to evacuate, mm-hmm. like fled for their lives, terrified. It's 150,000 students. My God. Jesus Christ. You know, right and, now have experienced that. And the trauma goes beyond that. I mean, my daughter, you know, is nine, almost 10 now. And from the time she was in first grade, her school has been modeling these, um, you know, lockdown scenarios where they pretend it's very real. And, you know, the kids, a lot of them are too young and don't understand and are scared by it. And, um, you know, then they've had uh, instances where they were on actual lockdown where, you know, people called in bomb threats or other shit. So, I mean, this this generation is just getting terrorized by this. It's not even just the people impacted, the victims, their families. This is, you know, everyone who's in school right now Mm -hmm. is going to be impacted by this. Well, and it's, people always ask me sometimes when there's things in the news, they're like, do you think this is real? Or is it like, should I really be worried about this? And and usually my litmus test is, you know, if it's something that's in the news a lot and nobody's doing anything about it, it's usually hype. But if it's in the news a lot and nothing's being done, then it's like, yeah, that's probably a huge real threat. Like a real threat, but it's, it's so, it's so big and so, Huge. No one yeah. wants to take it on, or or the or the problem is a thing that people are so entrenched on they'll refuse to do anything, like like guns, you know. Well, and yeah. I don't know the answer. I mean, I've had uh, three different threads open just today, uh, arguing back and forth with people. And I live in Wisconsin, which is arguably, I think, one of the most, if not the most, armed states, um, you know, per per person. And so, you know, I'm surrounded by gun owners, and not just people that that own one or two. I'm talking people that own like 15 and. Uh-huh all of that and, you know, hunt with them and so on. And, you know, so they're up in arms about it and, and obviously think, you know, (laughs) literally, yeah, (laughs) the left is coming to, to take their guns and it's going to happen out of, you know, they'll pry them out of their cold dead hands kind of thing. And, um, you know, so it's unfortunate because everyone goes to their, their side of the, uh, ring and, you know, there's, there's no middle ground. There's no listening. It's just the talk, the same old talking points over and over again. So, but you know, I I gotta say, and I'll call him out by name because I don't really give a shit and he's a public figure. Jeff Dahlke, the guy that is running for, is he running for Congress? He's going to be running for a state seat. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. Well, he he commented on one of your posts about the gun things with maybe the fucking stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire fucking life as a defense for why you would need an AR-15. Mm-hmm. He he basically or a high capacity magazine. He he st- and look, we're gonna get in, get into a lot of semantics about about guns in this episode, but um, you based I think you you, you frame the question as like uh, like look guys, you know why would I, I'm just asking the or maybe you know Rachel was asking yeah. or somebody was asking why would why does anybody need an AR-15? Like, right, because this is the weapon that's been used in all of the, the recent, virtually every yeah. mass shooting. Yeah. Um, and why would you need a high capacity magazine or something like that? And I pulled I mean, him in because he has educated me about gun stuff, you know, and and I knew that he would be one of the people that would want to and be able to answer that so, question. Yeah. So no, so number one, I just want to <laughs> just because I'm I'm already seething with rage. I gotta I gotta dial it back a little bit. So number one, he um. <laughs> One of his answers as to why uh, civilians in everyday, you know, society could, should need high capacity magazines that hold, you know, up to fifty rounds or more, uh, is that when you go out hunting for a day, hunting, what do you say, pheasants or hunting? I forget what the animal. He hunts all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Um, Pigeon. I don't know. He's like, oh well, you only Squirrels. have to bring you only have to bring one clip with you for the day, and you're set. You don't have to reload. So I'm sorry for your fucking convenience that you don't have to reload your clip. We need a weapon that makes it virtually impossible to tackle a mass shooter if they start unloading on a crowd of people because they have nearly unlit. You know, they could fire for like a minute straight. Like well, without. I mean, isn't that the standard issue assault rifle for all of our ground wars that we fight? Is that the AR-15? Is that the main one? It's like that, the MI-16 or something. Yeah, M16. yeah it's different. M16. Words, yeah. But I mean, look, gun people well, are screaming at me right now. <laughs> well, and look, and that's another you thing. Got the name of their passion wrong. I know. Well, and I believe, and I could be right. I'm getting gun people are going to scream at us for this, but I believe <laughs> M16 is fully automatic, and fully automatic weapons are illegal in the United States. So we do fucking agree that there is at least some threshold by which we cut off weaponry and say that this is too much for a civilian to hold. So mm-hmm. I think that it's absurd that we can't say, "Hey, semi-automatic, nearly as deadly as fully automatic, no real civilian use that a normal." pistol or shotgun or a rifle couldn't serve you in terms of hunting unless you plan fucking hunting a pack of wolves or something you know, like there's no need for you to have a gun that fires at that rate and at that 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 holds that capacity of ammunition and my my other big thing that i get really fucking annoyed with is that a lot of gun people are like oh well gun people shouldn't have an opinion on or people that don't know about guns don't have... no i'm sorry you're fucking obsession with guns so you can feel like you have a fucking bigger dick affects all of our lives <laughs> not just your fucking life me saying that so, i don't want somebody to have a fucking semi-automatic gun that could kill you know 20 something school children in newtown or 17 kids at parkland and on and on and on does has nothing to do with whether or not i know the fucking muzzle velocity of an m16 or some other, you know, <clears throat> bullshit. Like, I, I understand that guns that fucking shoot more, that hold higher capacity magazines, fucking kill people. Like, that's... <laughs> so that's that's kind of the right-wing argument or the, the, yeah. the rural libertarian argument for it. But I, I hear a lot of an argument from, um, you know, sort of like the tanky communist uh, uh, radical left, too, that... You know that uh, if the police, as long as the police have guns, then you know the the radicals need to have guns too because you know the poli- police assassinated Fred Hampton Jr. and the FBI came after all these 
Black Panther groups, and uh, and that's why the militant left has to arm themselves. But it's I mean, it's usually coming from like white hipster kids that like yeah. have a gun fetish and they want to kind of like co-opt uh, marginalized communities who have defended mm-hmm. themselves with guns as why they also need a gun because they're just that communist, you know? Yeah. Like that's their whole thing, and it's just such a <laughs> like. Just- Calm the fuck on. Grow well, the whole the whole Look idea at about tanks. Like, what, that's what are the you going to do with your gun? Like, that's exactly where yeah. I was going with this. Yeah, I mean, you know, the whole idea that that somehow I don't care how many AR-15s or or you know any gun that you have, the idea that the government doesn't have you wait. I mean, we have nukes, right? <laughs> like, if yeah. the government wants you, they've got you. And by the way, they fucking know where you are. They know yeah. from all your social media, from everything you. They know where where the gun owners are. If they wanted to go after them, they can do it in a second. We, you know what? They don't even need nukes. They have predator drones, and they've already. Obama mm-hmm. showed us he has no problem droning American citizens. Uh, on foreign soil, if if there's an actual popular uprising, why 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 wouldn't you assume that the next logical step for the completely out of control uh, military industrial complex isn't just to use drones on American soil? Like, right. th- yeah. there's no reason they wouldn't do that. Um, you remember the after the Boston Marathon bombing, how they basically put the whole city on like martial uh-huh. law lockdown, and it was yeah. like. The, Tanks the, through the, the, ni- the nice guy version of totalitarianism that we sort of enjoy suddenly got flipped into like classical totalitarianism and it was like tanks going down the streets house by house searching everything and people were really fucking afraid they brought in like 10,000 more cops and and that was, was just to get two guys yeah. just two right. teenagers you know yeah and uh, I, I was watching it live when they caught the, the kid who was in the boat and people started like celebrating in the streets, saying like, "Yeah, police did a such a good job. They're, you know, reign of terror is over." And they were showing it live. And I remember this moment where these people were in the street, and they were just celebrating. That's all they were doing. It was their own neighborhood, you know. And the yeah. cops were still in like a super hyped up power mode. One of the cops had his sidearm. He drew his gun and pointed it at people that were just partying the streets and said, "Get Jesus the fuck out of the road." Christ. Cop didn't know this was being broadcast live, and the news anchors who were like talking over it, saw this, and they just stopped dead in their narration. Don Lemon <laughs> shitting his pants. And, yeah, yeah. And they were just, it, it wasn't like name brand people. It was like daytime. Yeah, uh, it was like local. Yeah. And one of them just said, did we, did that really just happen? <laughs> like whispered it. And then you could, you could tell like the producers were in their ear just like being like, cut to the thing, cut to the thing, cut exactly. to the thing. You know, they were in, it was, it was like, you saw this little glimpse of the, the way the police really operate when there's not a real threat and they go back to just being power hungry assholes. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and yeah, it was this great moment. I'll never forget that, but yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> go ahead. I was going to say the producer was in his ear saying, "Just it's just bad apples. It's just say say the words bad apples before <laughs> bad we're going to break. Please, yeah. please. Yeah. Well, it's that one actually, of the, yeah, that was one the of the stupidest fucking argument of one of the know, lines the in, in one of the other, um, you know, uh, argument threads that I was in today about you can't let a few bad apples. And I thought a few bad apples. There have been 30 shootings this year. I mean, 18 school shootings, <laughs> but but 30. That's mm-hmm. not a few bad apples. And Paul Ryan, this is not a fucking knee-jerk reaction anymore. Yeah. I mean, after how many years of this over and over again? Uh, this you know, is why this we have is... fucking laws and regulation. I mean, look, the vast majority of drivers can probably drive at any speed, you know, and, and, and be relatively safe or probably drive without their seatbelts. But because of the people that can't, we all have to drive the speed limit and wear seatbelts because – some things are inherently dangerous and need to be fucking regulated. Like I'm sorry. Yeah. And you know, pro- pro- pose a danger to others 
you know, whether they pose a danger well, to you personally or the, not. I'm, I'm certainly in favor of better public transportation, especially in cities, rather than driving every goddamn place. Um, sure, cars yeah, do absolutely. kill a lot of people. But the point of a car is not to kill somebody. That's even further. Yeah, exactly. You know, if the minute you use a gun for what it was designed to, you've broken the law. It's only designed to, to break the law. That's the only thing it's designed. I mean, unless it's like a hunting rifle, obviously. But yeah, how many people no, know? Here's some circular fucking logic. So, so the argument why you need something like an AR-15 is because of how many rounds it shoots and how quickly, right? So I'm having this discussion with somebody, and I said they were out, you know, these the, the armed security that were at the school were outgunned. And they said, no, they weren't. Um, you know, a Glock, you know, can shoot, you know, just somebody that, that knows what they're doing with a Glock can shoot just as fast, you know, as, as with an AR-15. I'm like, then why do you need the AR-15, right? I mean, if you're, if it's not a superior weapon for, for hunting or for shooting faster yeah. or whatever, then, then you've just argued yourself out of having one. Yeah, well, it's like the Simpsons uh, Halloween episode where they get rid of all the weapons and then the aliens come down with a board with a nail in it. <laughs> or, or no, they get they come down and like they, they get rid of the aliens by creating a board with a nail in it, and the aliens are like, "You may have beaten us today, but someday you'll build a bigger board with a bigger nail until a board with a nail will destroy you all." <laughs> and I'm just like, "Oh man, it's such good satire oh, they used to do so long you, ago." But they your arguments good. like that about the pistols are so fun. they're semantic bullshit, and that's what people who want to defend this pistol. And I have had this conversation with just as many people on the left. Yeah. As I have on the right, because there's some weird fucking section on the left that fucking <laughs> jerks it to guns just as much as the right wing does. And they love to defend them and actually give them ammunition for their bullshit rhetoric. So it's right. like, to me, I, look, yeah, you could say, oh, well, it's got the same firing rate. Okay, you can't fucking put a box mag on a on a nine millimeter pistol. I don't think your fucking arms are strong enough to hold up a nine. It's just look these these rifles are fucking these ass, assault weapons. Don't call them assault rifles because it fucking triggers the shit out of them. Well, because they are assault rifle. Stand for assault yeah. rifle. Mm. Shut triggers. the fuck. Up. Not you, but you know them. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. But yeah, triggers. No pun intended. But. These weapons are fucking made for warfare. They're not made for civilian use. There's well, no reason you need one. Here's the it's, thing. Every but, time, Anthony, they're lightweight, and, you know, you can, that, like, yeah, exactly. modify them. They're made <laughs> to fucking mow down as many humans as possible. Zombies. They're made as mow down zombies. And yeah, well, convinced for that. that. You know, just in case, if it ever happens, it's, you need that, because otherwise you're going to get eaten alive. So the, you mentioned, you know, they're basically battlefield weapons. And that's one of my biggest gripes with, with liberal uh, anti-gun advocates is they say stuff like, you know, uh, these these guns belong on the battlefield, not on our streets. Well, it's yeah, like, they well, don't belong on fucking there battlefield. <laughs> they're still on somebody's streets. It's just a country we fucking invaded. Yeah, so, no, I agree So with that, that. That, that complacency, you know, where people say, uh, oh, you know, um, oh, Obama didn't take any money from the NRA. And it's like, well, yeah, but he gave 178 billion dollars in weapons to a fucking dictatorship that's worse than north korea you know so so that kind of like cognitive dissonance where sold fucking we weapons frame to every our, rebel our gun and... debate around you dare talk about our king that way <laughs> yeah yeah well it, yeah it's 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 like well reason why we have this huge arms manufacturing uh industry that has a right. lobbying group like the nra is because we make all the weapons for the whole fucking world to fight all these wars we'll arm both sides we arm you know ourselves or whatever so I feel like that is one of the biggest causes of gun violence. Uh, you know, not Absolutely. not to mention PTSD from soldiers and how that gets passed on generationally to their family. 
um, or, or this notion that you, we, the media shouldn't look into like the troubled past of these shooters. Well, that's exactly the kind of thinking that prevented people from stopping serial killers back in the 70s. This, this mm -hmm. show Mindhunter that's on Netflix now that David Fincher did. These guys were ostracized for trying to understand serial killers in order to try to prevent it. Well, if every time there's a headline talking about the troubled past of a shooter, we're going to go, how dare they try to humanize this monster? We're never going to get to the bottom of, of the behavioral factors. And it is yeah, a I did problem. see a lot of that. And, and it's, there is a mental health factor to it. But most people that have mental illness don't go committing murder either. Right. So it, looking we at also like should make specific, it super easy to get for them to get fucking weapons yeah, absolutely, if they have mental illness. Absolutely. You know? But, you know, these school shootings always happen in the suburbs. It's always some, mm. like, outer, like, triple ring of a suburb of a big city and, it, you know, it's just these, like, cul-de-sac suburbs where everyone was spread out and it's designed to socially isolate people. And, like in Bowling for Columbine, um, the, the scene where Michael Moore talks to Marilyn Manson, he describes it perfectly. You know, you, you have yeah. these suburbs and all these kids are full of hormones and social pressure and the advertisers do nothing but tell them they're weak and ugly and they won't get laid unless they buy this product. <laughs> and some people cannot handle that stress and they snap. And I think the, the geographic or uh, factor in that or lack of urban planning, lack of social connection, lack of public places where people can just go and, and you know, enrich themselves with culture. When you take all that away, all the things that we're, we, we were, have evolved to, you know, to have to normalize social behavior, you take all that away and you're going to have more mass shooters. You're going to have more psychopaths. You know. But we just need more guns. I mean, yeah, that's what they told me today. <laughs> just you know, throw more this, guns at it. That's in this thread. You know, we just need we need more people with with guns in schools. And they they actually somebody said to me that in in places where seven out of ten people are armed, there are far fewer shootings. And I'm like, this is like a fucking saloon scene where like you've right. got the end of it and everybody's got a gun pointed at everybody else. That's not the world I want to live well, in. That's and, not the school I want to send my kid to. Stat. Like the, the people yeah. cherry pick these stats. Look, we have the most guns in the world we have almost we have 270 million guns for about 300 million people so there's almost a gun for every man woman and child in america and we have by far the most gun deaths <clears throat> i mean it's not a hard correlation you could right. fucking use your brain like right. that. but like these people like want to tiptoe around it and be like oh well blah, 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 it's this and that and uh, look i'm not even going to fucking entertain the the second amendment bullshit because we all know that <laughs> That's obviously an antiquated. The whole document is fucking antiquated and doesn't provide <laughs> basic uh, protections for a lot of things. It's well, a they like to ignore the well-regulated militia part. Once they, they write it down, <laughs> you can't change it though. That's why it's the Constitution. It's <laughs> right. not as though it's, it's not a like we can amend it or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who? How could you amend the Constitution? I've I, I have heard no something. idea. I, I I don't even know what the process would be for that. I don't <laughs> no. think, like I don't think there's there's such a process. But it's, I mean, um, you'd have to get all the states to you know, or at least the supermajority states to agree to it. And I don't know how that would ever happen. So so, but <laughs> now awesome. I I want you mentioned the mental illness aspect, and I I wanted to kind of talk about that because this guy legally bought this gun along with what from his Instagram looked like an arsenal of other weapons. Right, um, that's a conscious decision. That's not just someone who who wigs out. Uh, no, of course. Out of nowhere. But uh, but so the other fucked up thing about that is that this guy, everyone in the in, in his fucking world apparently said that they knew that this guy was nuts and dangerous and he wasn't allowed on school with a backpack. 
apparently the FBI had visited him and interviewed him because he made a comment on a message board uh, mm. of, or on YouTube about how he wanted to become a professional school shooter. <sighs> yeah, this think, is think about how many billions of gun. comments on YouTube are, 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 are scary and problematic and warning signs, though. But, well, but, but yeah, but, yeah. I just read the NRA had given the school like a $10,000 scholarship oh, yeah, for their <laughs> marksmanship program. So, I mean, they're, oh, they're, there's blood directly on their hands. They helped train this guy. Oh, that, so that, when have we ever trained uh, somebody in the ways of war and then it had a blowback in our face? Right, That's and they said, that we're training the next generation of leaders. I'm like, you're training the next generation <laughs> of murderers. I don't know. Yeah. So, but now now today I saw an AP report that the sheriff of, of Parkland said that, or Parkland said that uh, he's had up to 20 calls uh, on this kid in the past. Yeah. So, but this kid still passed a federal background check to get a gun. Yep. Which tells me that a background checks are not fucking enough. We need to ban. There are no background checks. It, yeah, it's just I mean, not, they, they it, check it's to just see if there's not, a criminal history, yeah, and then that's they all go, they check. Nope, nothing there. <laughs> but you think yeah. there'd be a fucking more extensive background check? Like, hey, let's check with the local PD. Hey, maybe let's put this person through a licensing course where we actually, yeah. you know, test his mental aptitude and whether or not he so has the right temperament I, I, um, to fucking get a gun. I actually am contracted. My my job is contracted through the Department of State, and I'm still. I've been at my job for not quite a year, but my background check is still ongoing and it can take up mm-hmm. to four years to get security clearance. Oh yeah. That's how extensive it is. Cause they, they, they like send people out and they interview your former employers in person, you know, like they go everywhere. It's like, we can do that for, you know, for a government job, but for a gun, it's just like, eh, you don't have any, any for a weapon of fucking license, death. So. Yeah, we can't. <laughs> FBI yeah. has three days to get back. And if they don't, the gun gets sold. Yeah. Yeah, and even if the background check's not completed after exactly. those three days. And then it's out there. So, I mean, and, and the NRA has lobbied so that there's nothing electronic. There's no electronic database. This is all on paper. I mean, what fucking universe do we do anything we're, on we're paper so anymore? We're so fucking stupid as a country. That, like, what, just describing this, it, it, it's infuriating because it's like, this is so... I, I, the fucking NRA is lobby, has lobbied so that people on the terrorist watch list can buy fucking weapons. I mean, yeah. what the fuck? What the fuck? Well, you know what's worse is that these these events, unfortunately, sell more guns because the second the dialogue starts again around gun control, everybody starts going, oh, shit, they're going to take our guns. I better buy a bunch more. And so it's like, fuck. So I I was thinking about this today and it's it's like, why do they cling so hard? You know, why do they cling tighter when there's never going to be a real threat to taking away every last gun they own? No one's they're never going to like. Nobody even proposes that, yeah. Right, and no one's even suggesting that. They're only saying, like, let's get rid of, like, these these worst of the worst things that are mowing down dozens of people in a single clip, right? But so, so why do they react so strongly when they're, it's so not in proportion to, to reality, you know? And it's, it's like, anytime, you know, even, even if we think redneck, white trash, trailer park, gun nut culture isn't a real culture, it's very real to them. You know, and anytime you talk about prohibiting an activity that has cultural relevance, even if it's, you know, inbred, you know, foothills of the Ozarks culture, people get really, you know, ideologically defensive. And well, they, yeah, and they panic, I mean, you know? I saw somebody and, getting interviewed talking about, you know, I held my first gun at four and I owned my <laughs> first one at six and I joined the NRA at eight. I mean, this is. Yeah, this is bred into people. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's you know, and it's not rational. It's it's like they think Obama is a communist, atheist, Muslim, 
<laughs> who, you know, who's from part Africa. of Agenda 21 from the UN. It's like, no, he's not a fucking capitalist like anybody else. You're under no threat whatsoever here. But fear doesn't work logically. Fear is all about, you know, emotion. Especially when you're in a small town and you have the same five friends. You never go They're coming for you right silo. now. What's that? They're coming oh, for you. Did you hear that? Speaking too much yeah. truth, yeah. I, I live on a, a, on a, um, a route right next to a... Um, uh, a uh, fire station so there's like <laughs> when it gets close to 4th of July there's an ambulance or a fire truck every 5 minutes oh, that goes oh my gosh. so annoying must be so yeah. annoying well I, I live in a, a fairly poor mixed uh, uh, mixed race neighborhood and man they people here love their fucking fireworks I swear and uh, <laughs> they used to be in the state I live in all fireworks here used to be illegal and they just made them legal like a couple years ago so it's Man, you want to talk about like unintended injuries? I think more people probably die from fireworks than guns in the state. Honestly, I really but. think we're moving towards like like a constant like state. Like certain states are just going to be like purge states, like all year round. It's just going to be you know all crime is legal. Like just just yeah. for, from now on in Mississippi, all crime is legal. Well, you know, it's it's like if they could ban fireworks, if they could ban like M80s and black cats, or if they can ban fucking lawn darts. How did they ban lawn darts when it was like, what, four people got killed by lawn darts over the course of 50 years? So they banned metal-tipped lawn darts. If they can do that, but they can't, you know, even slightly uh, inhibit banning a gun that's designed for mass murder and nothing else. It's not designed for anything else than to mow down tons of people. You know, it's like, where's the political will? There is none. Well, the lawn dart lobby is not very strong in the United States, (laughs) to be fair. If only... I don't know. Get on to like the Florida in the seventies. I'm sure it was really strong. <laughs> I feel like my rights have been trampled. Yeah, all the all the retirees from from Brooklyn were down there and like taking on lawn ducks. Taking on lawn ducks. It's going to be lawn ducks, and then it's then it's going to be the shuffleboard and then you know, slippery slope. Then the polo exactly. with the polo mallet. And then the, yeah. Where will it end? Beach towels. For all the line of beach towels. Um. So. Some crazy stats I saw, uh, or just one crazy stat. There have been 185,000 gun deaths just since Sandy Hook. And I can remember Sandy Hook like it was yesterday. It was only like seven years ago, six, seven years ago. So just in that time frame, you know, just just murder-suicide gun deaths, uh, (laughs) 185,000. Well, and when Sandy Hook happened, you really thought, okay, this is it. Like this is this is dead kids. This is no joke. This is what's going to do it. And when nothing happened after that, I realized that nothing was ever it's going to happen. happen. That if happened. that didn't do it, if Pulse didn't do it, if Vegas didn't do it, what what exactly would it take? Sandy Hook um, in many <clears throat> Sandy Hook in many ways was the most horrifying one. I mean, obviously, you know, there's more casualties at Pulse and at right. Vegas, but w- when it's just kids it's like we're never gonna fucking do anything about this like that's yeah. it. just we, we have such a corrupt fucking government that's and totally there's still people that, that call that a false flag that you know yeah. oh well. yeah well that's the new trend every time one of these things happens there's a new conspiracy theory that right. i think alex jones started that trend but now it's like when there's another the, one about this uh yeah that there's yeah. two shooters well, the, the vegas one i know a bunch of people who are smart in other ways but they totally were like, oh, yeah, the Vegas shooting that happened in November where it was like the most amount of people killed ever from this guy that was up on, you know, like 34 of that hotel. They were convinced that it was a conspiracy, that there was many more shooters and, you know, it was a huge cover up. And 
grassy I was like, you're, you're just smoking too much weed and watching too many fucking YouTube videos. <laughs> okay, like, well, I don't smoke weed, but I will say looking at that one, I think it was a gun deal gone wrong. That's what I think. I mean, you can, but, but you, you, know. you, you acknowledge it's the one shooter. It's not like, oh, look at this angle where there's like 15 shooters. Yeah. I mean, I've seen, I've seen footage that people said, look at this other window and there's like some sparks coming from there, but that's not really all that clear to me. It, yeah. Um, I've seen it. I, but anyway. but also there's only one window that was shot out so it's like um, <laughs> right. uh, unless they have uh window uh transparent bullets then exactly yeah these well you don't hear the biggest audio from it um because at first you you know when you first start seeing a few videos online you don't really click on it because you don't want to think about it what yeah. it might be and then you see the same clip like four times in about <clears> 10 minutes <throat> and you're like wait a minute what's why is everyone sharing this and yeah I remember clicking on it and it was like a wide angle and couldn't really tell what it was but you just hear like this pop and it goes on for a good 20 seconds and it went on so long. I'm like, well, that can't be a gun because the regular magazine can't go for 20 seconds. Right. Right. And I kept seeing different angles shot from totally different spots of this concert. And it was the, the same, same volume. It was like, it wasn't any louder or quieter no matter where it was. And I, and I thought if it's that same volume, whoever's shooting, if that is a gun, it's gotta be really high up to yeah. not sound yeah. any different. And you know, and, and people are starting to say like it sounds like it's like a like an M fifty, like a you know like a, um, a something chain, mount a, on a uh, tank that it's got like, like a chain, a chain fed gun, thing, yeah. yeah. Turret gun. And you know, I'm looking at this crowd running. I'm just like, there's thousands and thousands of people down there. You know, and if this is an outdoor concert, they're all gated in. They can't go anywhere. There's no cover right. to take there. Yeah. You know, and, and I mean that was really just I mean. The guy that was the horror of it, yeah. That they were just waiting, yeah. And in the motive, I talked to a friend of mine who knows guns, and we kind of came to the conclusion like the guy <clears throat> he went to a state with like the had the least or like the most lax gun laws, and he picked a crowd that would have been totally unarmed and corralled because if you go into a concert, they're gonna go through metal, yeah, you can't bring a gun in there, so nobody could have even shot him back if they wanted to because he was so far away. It was right. like he designed the perfect way to shoot as many people possible so that and nobody could shoot back at him. Because he wanted to break the record. That was his goal, was to kill as many people as possible, purely to do it. Most cowardly thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And there, yeah. And there seems to be, a, 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 that seems to be the trend, is like people are trying to fucking, it, it, it's almost this weird kind of copycat, like you're saying, like almost like break the record kind of mm-hmm. fucking psychosis. Well, and it's in like, Columbine, I think it was the first one that was really, we, we recognized that pathology, where yeah. it, was, it was a mix of revenge and just chaos. You know? They still glorified those kids, though the trench coat mafia, that whole deal. I mean, you know, well, that they... was a lot of the media like made up. Like the trench coat mafia narrative was like kind of like a bullshit, you know, media driven. Yeah, well, the, like, they know, weren't like... actually in a gang. They were just two fucking assholes who hung out together, <laughs> and like yeah. apparently they weren't even. I, I read a whole book about Columbine. They weren't nearly as bullied as people like you know. That was the media narrative. These two kids were bullied. And they we always want to know a why. Yeah, we always want to know a why, yeah. and and sometimes there's just there's no why. Sometimes it's just People somebody's just brain up. chemistry isn't right, or they're just their life oh, yeah. was fucked up. Well, it was like Charles, Charles Whitman. They were convinced must have had a brain tumor, and they they did a um, an autopsy on him, and everyone thought they were going to find a big tumor in his head or something that made him go crazy. And there was nothing, no mm-hmm. motivation whatsoever for it that they could uh, discover. Well, what is the difference between evil and and mental illness? This is this is a dialogue that's happening online too. Like, no, this person wasn't mentally ill; they were just evil. Well, if they're evil, then are they mentally ill? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, whence comes evil? You know, I, I mean, mean, there's 
Most, and do you most, have to be uh, evil to do evil acts? I mean, this is, you know, unquestionably an extremely evil act. So does that, by definition, make you evil, even if you are mentally ill? I right. Mean, if you have an awareness of what's going on, you can still have a mental illness, but have an sure. awareness of reality and a sense of right and wrong, which is why you don't, you know, you don't get away with, uh, you know, innocent or basically, you know, by reason of insanity, you don't get to use that. Well, yeah, like um, psychopaths have no empathy, but they, they still un- understand what they're doing and know right. that what they're doing is wrong. So that's still, you know. It's like the um, Ramsey Bolton, you know. <laughs> yeah, oh, God. Take, takes, well, uh, Ladonna doesn't watch uh, Game of Thrones too. No, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Too well, I had a friend that was that started very late, and she was up through th- season three, and she was convinced that King Joffrey was the most evil character that could possibly be. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, Just actually, it gets, it gets worse because at least Joffrey <laughs> regrets a little bit of what he does and doesn't actually do anything himself. But there's somebody way worse who's coming along. So. Joffrey's no spoilers Trump. though. <laughs> Joffrey, yeah, without spoiling anything, Joffrey is like Trump. Ramsey is like Dick Cheney. Kissinger. Yeah, Kissinger is actually good. <laughs> <laughs> if Kissinger like carried out torture himself, like that would be. Yeah, which he, yeah. If he, he, if he wrote a, has. if his fat ass could fit on a horse, um, <laughs> not not that there's anything wrong. I... <laughs> no judgment. <laughs> no, it's, it's cool. It's cool to buy shame, Harry Kissinger. He's a piece of fucking garbage. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. yeah. Well, when your body count is in the millions, I think it's okay to make yeah. fun of your parents. So. Um, <laughs> Well, you know, back on the shooter, there was some weird stuff that happened related to um, 4chan this week. Did you guys hear about yeah. that component of it? So, oh, like doxing people that were completely unrelated to it? Well, no. So, okay. So here, so there's a lot of like right wing fake news going around, mm-hmm. which of course happens every time there's a shooter because nine times out of ten, it's a fucking radical right wing white guy. Uh, with a far right ideology who does these fucking things because those are the people that tend to be more attracted uh, to these kinds of weapons. So the right wing always scrambles to try to pin it on the left and on Antifa and whatever, you know, so which happened at first, they said, Oh, it was somebody aligned with ISIS and all that kind of shit. That was, well, I think so one of the first passes Info I saw. Wars, well, I thought yeah, Antifa they, and ISIS is the same thing, right? Am I yeah, wrong? Well, are. That, that's true. Actually. <laughs> I, I, um, so, so yeah, so some fucking shithead fuck face from, uh, info wars, posted this whole threat or posted an it doesn't narrow it down how, actually but yeah i know well, yeah they're i mean they're all you know fucking horrible but uh posted this whole article you know actually uh <clears throat> i'm gonna find that because that that uh respectable lawyer did a really good takedown of this guy one, one of the best <laughs> twitter takedowns i think i've ever seen Let me oh see if I yeah can... that was brilliant oh, here, i was like where yeah, did you okay. have enough time to do all of that research <laughs> um dude yeah, this dude must be a legit lawyer uh, or or chick i don't know i won't discriminate um yeah. so he he wrote a thread an open letter uh, an open letter to at kit daniel 1776 who's the quote-unquote reporter from infowars who uh did this and uh, what twitter handle is this from at kit uh, oh th- this takedowns from at respectable law he's a really good uh okay, lefty, yeah. lefty account um, thread an open letter to at Kit Daniel seventeen seventy six, who is a reporter for Infowars and a vile maggot. Um, hey, Kit. It, uh, oh, I'll skip this part. So, in your article, you claim to have a scoop that uh, the Florida shooter was a registered Democrat. You cite a voter database entry you found, which he uh, lists, and uh, the person's name is spelled N I C O L A S Cruz. Uh, but not only is that name not spelled right. Uh, the shooter's name is N-I-K-O-L-A-S, so it's a totally different person. 
but the sheriff said in the initial press conference that the shooter was born in September 1998. The voter registration you circulated for is someone born in May of 1998. So, you know, <laughs> shocker, there can be two people with the name Nicholas Cruz in the state of Florida in one year. Um, but you're only just getting started. As, a report, uh, as you reported in your breathless headline, you claim to have photographic proof of the shooter dressed as a communist. And then they, uh, in, in the InfoWars article, they included a uh, screenshot of this kid who's wearing like a commie shirt and holding up a fist. <laughs> it's, not, uh, it's like the commie shirt where it's a, like, it's the, the communist figures and they're all having a party with like a lampshade on yeah, their head. It's actually like, a cool it's a, shirt. I kind of want to get yeah, one. It's a, it's not even a, <laughs> it's like such a joke though. It's not even a real, anyway. So, uh. In the article, it says this screenshot found on a Japanese cartoon image board, which is a super reliable source, uh, was apparently taken right after the suspect was apprehended and right before Instagram nixed the account. Uh, but that's not the shooter. That's a young communist activist named Marcel Fontaine. So not even the same name. Easily reverse image searched. Uh, but that's apparently too much fucking background for this, this quote unquote reporter to do. That's heavy duty investigation. Anybody at InfoWars knows how to do a reverse image search. (laughs) Any of them. You got to take your fucking alpha brain or whatever the fuck that that shit that Alex Jones, uh, the the pills that make you red when you take them. Uh, that's apparently all they seem to do. Uh, and this morning, and this morning you deleted the photo, but now it doesn't matter. Thousands upon thousands of InfoWars readers now believe that, uh, that is a photo of the shooter. And they added some interesting theories of their own. And then a respectable lawyer included a comment that said that one of the people that commented said, uh, if you look carefully at the communist shirt he's wearing, you will see that Karl Marx is depicted flashing a perfect textbook sign of Horace with his right hand. <laughs> some Illuminati thing, I'm sure. That's all fucking Alex Jones talks about. Um by the way, if any of my communist friends know Marcel, please pass along the word that my partners and I would happily take on a defamation suit against InfoWars. And I'm sure there are plenty of others who would as well, which is fucking awesome. And they've actually been sued for shit like that in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, the New York Post had to uh, settle a suit because remember during the Boston bombings, they put two guys on yeah. the cover who weren't the mm-hmm. Boston bombers. <laughs> yeah. and that was like, Reddit's <laughs> fault that time. It was just like yeah. random people doxing random people, you know? Yeah. That's- like, which, which is basically like all the people that are still locked up in, in Gitmo was the same thing. It was like, oh, there is a reward out for anyone who looks like a combatant. So people just like ratted on their neighbor they didn't like, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. And, and when we went to other countries, uh, you know, in the Middle East and said, hey, you know, send us uh, suspected Al Qaeda, they would just send their political, dis- the, the political enemies. And they would right. just, right. half the people yeah. of fucking Guantanamo well, weren't terrorists at all. They were just, you know. You know it's just the internet, I think, is such a, a dangerous weapon when, when it hits, when it becomes real life, you know, because there yeah. is no due process when you can just take a picture of any random person, put them online, send that out to tens of thousands of people and say, hey, this guy's a killer. You Especially know, when you have the audience of InfoWars who, oh, for some yeah. fucking reason, have a huge audience, that, you know. Yeah, uh, it's all the, all the Ron Paul stoner uh, Conspiracy theorist, libertarian, Bitcoin. You know bros. you love it, Anthony. You know yeah. you love watching. Well, I, Alex I, I, Jones. I, I, I fucking lo- I, I usually love watching Alex Jones because it's hysterical. But <laughs> I, I, when he does shit like this, or when his quote unquote news uh, company does things yeah. like this, it's like I, I shouldn't laugh because they're really fucking hurting America by by existing. 
Um, mm -hmm. So it, 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 this goes on. Uh, but you weren't done, were you, Kit? No, you posted another frantic headline. Uh, report, Florida shooter inspired by, uh, inspired by ISIS, a la Akbar, um, reported Instagram account made references to Islam. Except that this quote-unquote referenced Islam on his Instagram account, you know, the one with the racial slur, and uh, he includes a screenshot. So this referenced Allah Akbar was Nicholas Cruz saying, uh, well, at least uh, we now know what it means when a Sandurka says Allah Akbar. So yeah, I I'm pretty sure he's totally saying Allah Akbar because that's what he believes, not, you know. Typically, people who are, are, are ISIS sympathizers call uh, Muslims Sandurkas. Yeah, yeah, all the time. Uh, well, I mean, just say nothing to the fact that, you know, that, that phrase they say about a uh, hundred times a day for anything, you know, it, it just means God is great. Like, yeah, they, right. yeah it does, you it's know, not people a thing say that probably in the supermarket right before you shoot up a place, you know, it's, yeah. it's well, like the right wing hey, this, fucking this, brain this, can't yeah. wrap their head around that. Hey, dinner's great. All Akbar. Yeah. Well, and a, and a smart terrorist that, that's going to be online is probably not going to use that phrase. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so. And then he goes on, how many people saw that headline, kid? 100,000, quarter million? Uh, but you just kept going. So in the article, it said, uh, additionally, the shooter's garb is very similar to the style worn by ISIS fighters in Syria. Uh, and then Because they all have a Karl Marx shirt. Well, he included, no, well, so he included pictures, the actual pictures from uh, Nicholas's Instagram account. Oh, okay. Uh, where he's wearing uh, a, like a, a bandana over his face and he's wearing a fucking U.S. Army beanie. So, so respectable. Oh, that one. Like, gotcha. Yeah. Really, Kit? Really? You see a lot of ISIS fighters wearing U.S. Army beanies? <laughs> or what? Or, or MAGA what about, hats. <laughs> well, yeah, he said, or what about this garb, Kit? You tend to see a lot of MAGA hats on the outskirts of Raqqa. You ever see that, Kit? You rancid lowlife? So, yeah, there's a picture of uh, Nicholas Cruz wearing a Make America Great Again hat uh, with an American flag bandana <clears throat> over his face and crazy looking eyes peeking out. Um, what was the, um, did you see the guy who, uh, he's like some other right wing piece of shit on YouTube and he posted, or he had a tweet that was like shaming the kids in the school for, uh, posting images of their school, uh, under attack on, on social media, uh, because he can, he basically thought, well, if they're doing that, they're not calling 911. And he got like shamed into deleting the the, the tweet, the but his account's still up, and it's like every everything he's tweeted in the last twenty four hours, it's all people are doing is just posting. Death. Oh yeah, like they're just posting screenshot for screenshot of this tweet he deleted that was basically like, you know, because all these kids are online, all these kids that were actually there in the school were online, and all of their shits getting shared like crazy because they're all like, hey, guess what? I can fucking call nine one one, and I can get on the fucking pit on Snapchat, and I can take a picture of it and put it on, do the same thing. I'm sitting under my desk. I'm not going anywhere. You yeah, know, like we're under well, attack. <laughs> and that was that was actually one of the most harrowing things is because like I was at work when this was happening. I was watching online and you actually like if you were kind of following the, the, the live, you know, Twitter like hashtag for it. People were just fucking posting like videos from inside the school of like. Yeah, you know. well, and Snapchat had a new feature, I guess, that that, you know, was part of this uh, Snapchat maps where you could actually look you know, fairly closely at the school and see from different parts of the school where people had posted images. Yeah, that's a little... So I'm sure you've seen the show uh, Black Mirror on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that show. 
I mean, oh, I, I love so it, but it's close. like I need a brain, ble- a brain bleach every time I watch it. That's what's it, so you know? scary is we're, we're so close to that shit. Like, oh, yeah. The, the one where, you know, every social interaction you have with every person can be rated, you know? Yeah. It, yeah, yeah like, yeah. you can't do anything without it. Like, we're so fucking close to that. I didn't like that episode because it, it, like, bothered me too much how close we are to that actually being, being yeah. a reality, you know? I still yeah. haven't like, gone really back was... after the pig fucker one. <laughs> That's oh. the first episode, and I'm like, I'm scarred. I need a little time off. The to one, be fair, it gets um, better the... from oh, They just get, it's, it's, the one that it was really scary um, was the one with John Hamm. Where oh god, it's yeah, like the they Christmas use him episode. to basically get somebody to admit to, uh, to a crime, but then you find out that like he's only Spoilers. trying to get this 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 thing to happen. I will, I, I, pro- I won't, I'll try not to spoil it, but yeah, basically, yeah. like John Hamm is is turned informant to you know c- to get out of jail for a, like a very light offense that mm-hmm. in this future world is kind of like public urination be considered a a sex crime where it's not, but it gets mm-hmm. lumped in the same right. Well, in this world, um, not only can you, like, you can visually block someone from your, um, from ever seeing them ever again in real life. So if they mm. walked past you, you only see a blur and anything they say is muted. And you can do this to people in real life. Well, you can do this to, like, an ex-lover or somebody, you know, you don't ever want to see again, yeah, which so sounds bad enough. Horrible. That would have made life a lot easier for a few times well, in my life. It, it's it's in harrowing theory, when you see but it. But then it's yeah. like, if you're it's the one who's who's being blocked out by everybody it'd be like being in prison but you can still walk around everywhere where no one can see or hear you well right. what they do to 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 um john ham's character well this will ruin it damn it <laughs> <laughs> basically they mark him as like a sex offender even though he wasn't a sex offender so mm. everyone basically sees this bright red blob wherever he goes and they mm. react to him as this monster and it's like but no no it's john he's innocent for one but it's also john ham it's John Hamm. It's, 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 you know, it's, it's, uh, fucking, oh, I lost his name. It, it's, it's kind of like Don Draper. Don Draper. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, how yeah. can you not, it's, you have to love him. <laughs> it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like Eternal Sunshine. If, yeah. you, if the person that you were like erase, like if you were erasing yourself from someone else's brain, but you weren't, but they still like, it's, it, it's just a really fucked up, like harrowing thing to witness basically. Yeah. Um, well, I, I love that they, they really about, explore oh, the. Um, they really do a good job on that show of taking premise and exploring it to its full awful potential. Mm-hmm. Now, and I think a lot of people who are younger, who grew up with the internet, uh, who just take it for a you know they sort of take it for granted because it's always been there in their lives. They haven't. Um, they take a lot of it at face value. And while I think young people are very savvy in detecting bullshit, if it's online, you know, like this this thing where you can put up a picture of somebody who has nothing to do with anything and instantly tens of thousands of people think they're a mass murderer. Well, that's exactly where this story is going. Yeah. Yeah. So finish up Anthony on the, uh, that part of it. Cause then I want to get into the 4chan hoax part of it. Yeah. So basically, so, um, basically they, he just went through a couple more things. There was a, his, uh, YouTube account also commented, uh, I'm going to watch them sheep fall. Fuck Antifa. I wish to kill as many as I can. You know, there's also a post about how uh, he wants to become a professional school shooter under a video of like an, a, a documentary about a school shooting from the uh, like 60s or something like that. So and he just goes on and on to list some other horrible shit. But basically, yeah, there's a lot of right wing fake news about this because, of course, they can't admit that this guy was a fucking right wing douchebag. Um, 
And, you know, the, well, yeah, yeah, I'll let you go into the, the so, so there thing. was that, but then of course, I guess, you know, the left wanting to, uh, you know, nix that narrative jumped onto another one, um, and all the, the leftist media outlets as well. So they, they fell for a prank, um, by some people on 4chan, um, who said that the Parkland shooter was a member of a white supremacist group. And so I guess it just started out as a post or two. Possibly. And then it's still unclear whether or not that, that they're, this might be a fucking prank that they're saying that they but yeah, but it looks like they fell for a prank. Yeah. But yeah. So they're saying the first site was the Anti-Defamation League, which quoted a white supremacist named Jordan Jarob. Jarob says he's affiliated with a foreign, a Florida hate group called the Republic of Florida. The ADL article also cited discussions about the shooter's affiliation with a notorious trolling website, 4chan. Um, you know, and so then it goes on and the media takes a hold of this and they're like going on 4chan and they're saying, we want to interview ex-classmates and acquaintances. If you want to talk to NBC, you know, come talk to us. And, and apparently they, they all built all of their stories around, uh, Jordan Jarab. And this was entirely a lie. And so, um, you know, later on, I guess, uh, the people that started this, admitted they said you know basically we post this shit and then we just sit back and watch and crack up and you know go to bed and you know laugh at and we make up the next morning and the shit has completely blown up um so eventually the story began to fall apart jordan jarab the source walked it back said he was quote-unquote misunderstood southern poverty law center which had reported on the shooter's alleged white supremacist connection retracted the story and then you know it goes on and on uh you know the the outlets that are having to basically retract it and it was all based on you know some shit on 4chan and and a conversation with one person so this is the more of the we talked about it on previous episodes more of the irresponsible journalism that's happening greenwald has called out you know the numerous instances of, of fake news and and here we are again and they're just so eager to have a story fit a narrative that they will take yeah, any first crumb and to be first well, that they'll take any crumb it's confirmation bias you know i mean right. most of these school shootings obviously are in the suburbs and and are done by young white men or, or, you know, but not all of them are automatically Nazis, you know, it's, but that's, right. that's an easy so, thing to fit. Yeah. You know? So I want to make two points about this. Uh, number one, uh, who knew that the uh, leader of a radical white supremacist separatist group uh, was an unreliable source? I mean, who could have <laughs> possibly known <laughs> that that guy wouldn't be someone you could fucking trust. Um, but number two, so, the, the the narrative has become that all these p- these papers have gotten duped, but like let's not get it twisted. This guy was a fucking hateful radical white supremacist, whether he was part of this group or not. I mean, his social media history alone, which has been you know more or less confirmed by law enforcement, <clears throat> you know the Parkland law enforcement, who I'm actually trusting their sourcing on most of these things, um, has shown him to be a fucking you know far right lunatic. So. Whether or not he was actually part of the separatist group, and it looks like he's probably not, uh, doesn't, you know, let the right wing off the hook in this case, because he still probably has brain poisoned by, like, the fucking Infowars, you know, of the world. Not not to, um, but you remember in in Bowling for Columbine 2, Michael Moore goes and and interviews the Michigan militia that Timothy McVeigh got kicked out of. You know, and we always think, like, oh, Michigan militia or right wing group or gun people, you know, and it's like, and yeah. you go and talk to most of those groups, and they're pretty, like, normal, regular, like, chilled-out family people. 
you know, and like they have social bonds and they're the kind of people that wouldn't just flip out and go do crazy shit like that, you know, even though they may have what we would consider regressive views. Um, it's always like the one person that couldn't even get into that group, <laughs> you know, or, or got kicked out of it, you know, it's like, well, well I guess I'm just going to have to kill everyone then. So, but like now, and the Michigan militia, I, you know, is not a group I would want to associate with, but they weren't a white supremacist group. They're just a militia, you know, and I think there was even like, he interviewed like a black dude that was in the Michigan. So like the, the yeah. this other group specifically identifies himself as a white separatist, you know, they want, they want a white ethno state in the state of Florida, right. which, which sounds super reasonable. Um, but so, so I, I just, I do want to make a distinction because I'm sure some asshole listening would be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, not mm. all militias are white supremacists, well, that was which the, is, which is true. But the, you know. the Ruby Ridge shit, the government wanted to lump this guy in with a bunch of Nazis and he had almost nothing to do with them. He was just had no friends. And they, what was they that, tried the, air, the, the military base that got shot up. No, no, no. Ruby Ridge was the, the guy, the cabin, uh, the guy's family in Montana, and he was wanted on like a federal bench warrant oh, for yes. entrapment. And he just skipped out on, on the hearing. And for that, they raided his home and they killed his, his kid his and his wife. wife. And then yeah. they just like sieged the place. And, you know, um, it was, it was, yeah, a, was a, a huge fuck up. But that was like the big rallying cry for a lot of these, you know, cabin in the wood in the woods gun clubs was like the federal government's coming for you and they'll kill your whole family and laugh about it. And, and and it was true. That's what really what happened that time. Yeah. Um, But it, but it became such a thing for, you know, groups like Waco to, to say, say, you know, you've got to collect more guns because the government's coming. So I was actually, you know, I was, I was talking to you off air about the Waco mini series that, uh, Paramount network is doing the opening scene of that, show is the the ruby ridge shooting uh because that was kind of the catalyst for mm-hmm. uh david koresh it, it was a catalyst for this whole kind of uh the government uh is gonna fucking come and kill you if if they think you're you know mm-hmm. a, a right wing so that was that i actually think people should watch that it's a really interesting uh series and it maybe gets you into the mind of why somebody would hole up in a fucking compound I mean, and you know david koresh is <laughs> Of, I, I, I don't even know what to say about David Koresh. I mean, he somehow convinced people that uh, they were all to remain celibate, but he was going to uh, sacrifice himself by having sex with all, all of their wives. All the young women, yeah. Uh, yeah to, 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 you know. sacrifice. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind what of kind like, of drugs do you have to be on for that you, know, you, know, you ever hear rock stars say things like, you know, if it wasn't for music, I would have killed myself, you know, or I wouldn't, yeah. you know, it's like that kind of thing. I think David Koresh is, was like, he was the rock star that just didn't know music, you know? And like, yeah. that's what it turned into was, was being like the, the crazy cult leader that had no musical talent, you know? So he just abused people and, uh, you know, that's well, what I actually, always want to say to politicians that can't guitar <laughs> and I was, sing in a band. Yeah, that's true actually. No, no, but I always want to say that to politicians that can't keep it in their pants. Like go fucking yeah. learn an instrument and just, you know, what about, do that. What, what about your... Mike Huckabee? He plays the bass guitar. <laughs> <laughs> and he That's makes super true. funny jokes all day on Twitter. He, he's he's oh, he's a regular cut up that Mike Huckabee. <laughs> oh. And there was that choir. Oh, oh yeah. What was it? Um, not Donald Rumsfeld. The other guy who who sang uh, "Let the Eagles Soar." Oh God! Eagles, fucking, yeah. Oh my God! That Bush Man. guy. Oh my God! <laughs> that was no, so... Ashcroft wasn't it? John Ashcroft. Ashcroft. Oh, yeah. he was like doing this falsetto bullshit. Like, oh my oh god, my it was so fucking, fucking cringy. It was so bad. If you ever want to like mix up your intro music, 
throw that in there. <laughs> Holy shit. People you better be... throw that, that track in here right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm no, going to kill will. you. I will. <laughs> she soared above the lifted lamp that guards sweet freedom's door. In the dews, the damps, the watchfires of a nation torn by war. Oh, she's far too young to die. You can see it in her eye. She's not yet begun to fly. It's time to let the mighty eagle soar once more. Let the eagle soar like she's never soared before. From rocky coast to golden shore let the mighty eagle soar uh yeah so i mean you know this is a fucking horrible situation and there doesn't seem to be any end in sight because we're never going to do anything about guns in america i think we've kind of all resigned ourselves to that <clears throat> fact um do you think democrats are just not going to ever do anything more than talk about it, or did they give up I on mean, trying to do well, something? Well, fucking Harry Reid caved like a fucking stack of cards, or a deck of cards, you know, like a house of cards, when he was the uh, leader of the house during, uh, was it Sandy Hook, I guess? Yeah. He, he fucking just, he, he was like, he actually came out and said, this is not an issue we're going to win on when they had a fucking majority of the Senate and a, and yeah. a Democratic president. It's like, really? But just universal background checks. It wasn't, we're not like that. You couldn't even fucking win on that. Like mm-hmm. these are issues that are, you know, 90% popular <coughs> with the American people. And we can't even win on that. Democrats so. are so gutless. I just, I have no, <laughs> it almost yeah. makes yeah. me no want to buy a gun and never buy any bullets, but just be a, be a, a technically a gun owner. And then like join some progressive gun group that actually supports, you know, some sensible gun legislation. Yeah. Just so I can say that they, like, they do exist. At, yeah. Uh, yeah. Redneck redneck revolt. I don't know, there's some group. But I yeah, I just <laughs> wait, wait, well, wait, what are they called? You know, that's what the black pan- I think they're like the redneck revolters. I don't know, Max knows, I'll ask him. Yeah, I remember hearing about um, that. Yeah. But you know, that's what the Black Panthers did. The funniest thing about the Black Panthers is that they um you know, even like moderate people still have this image of the Black Panthers as these like radical militant black people who were like were violent. It's right. su- it's such a ridiculous like propaganda uh, narrative. The Black Panthers like mainly existed to provide social safety nets to like poor communities that weren't getting mm-hmm. enough assistance from the government. Well, but the, the, f- the first the first I, sorry to interrupt. I just the first time they no, were, brought their guns, they brought their guns to like a courthouse. Because they found out it was legal to do it, and white people were doing it. So <laughs> because all they, they knew did, that that would actually yeah. get something done on gun Yeah, like, all like, they did was show up their guns the same way say, the white yeah. people always had done. And people flipped out because they were like, oh, shit, there's people, <laughs> black people walking around with fucking guns out. And it was totally legal. They just exercised their legal they, they rights. They literally that was did all. it to prove a point and to actually get gun legislation pushed forward because they were like, look, yeah. we're just going to buy up a bunch of guns. And make all these white people shit their pants, and that'll mm-hmm. actually make them do something. So maybe that's mm-hmm. the fucking answer. Maybe we maybe need to arm it. every black man in America. I don't know. I mean, like I'm down. <laughs> uh, but you know what? Then the fucking lunatics on the right would just would would get ten times the amount of ammo, you know, guns and yeah. ammo that they mm-hmm. already have, and it would just be an endless perpetual cycle. And the fucking defense industry and the gun manufacturers fund yeah, our politicians. So it's true. like they're not gonna do anything about it. 
Well, yeah, and I don't want to so give any more fucking money to the gun manufacturers. Mm, yeah. There was a video of a guy who went out and bought an AR-15 just so you could smash it with like a sledgehammer on YouTube, and it's like, it's like, dude, you just gave them fucking yeah, six hundred dollars. Yeah, you just bought, you just made them more money. Like, oh, I, I mean, make I fun get of the it. fucking right wing when they do that when they go out and buy like a Black Panther comic and like light it on fire. Like, great, you just gave yeah. Marvel fucking fifteen dollars. Oh, like when they <laughs> remember when they um, remember when they protested the uh, the Dixie chicks back when they like said one bad thing about Bush and it was like none of you own their album you had to go buy it just to break it you fucking oh no it. no the best was when they fucking were protesting Keurig because the CEO yeah, Keurig, and they were all smashing their fucking like $300 Keurig <laughs> machines I was like yeah this Wait, is our and someone got Keurig what, you know like the stupid this? the the coffee uh, the pod coffee thing that's oh. like the single use and why were they doing uh, that again I think the CEO of Keurig said something negative about Trump so like a bunch of them went and bought. Sean Hannity was like, "I'm gonna buy. Th- I'm gonna give away like 30 Keurigs on or 50 Keurigs on my oh uh, show that you know people can uh, send videos of them smashing." I'm like, "Great, you just spent thousands of dollars." <laughs> so dumb. So <laughs> dumb. They're so fucking stupid. So yeah, don't don't be like the right wing. Don't let let's not let's not buy things just to break them. That's that's dumb. And, well, and, and then the left wing decides to go buy more Keurig machines, and I'm like, those are really bad for the environment. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like, about... Everybody stop! Like stop fucking giving money to corporations to prove a point. This proves no fucking point. Like... <laughs> talk about bullshit liberal protest. You know, it's, it's yeah, funny. No, it I totally is. It's it's weird when you watch like the arc of people's lives. You know, uh, you watch like Joe Scarborough today you know who used to be like a conservative congressman he's now pretty much to the left of everyone on msnbc it, it was I mean, just hilarious it, it, actually, did you see that clip about him talking about how how pathetic the democrats were on doc and he's like look if they can't get this done why the fuck do they even exist as a party like I don't... yeah no he's he's like almost all his criticism stands up and it's it's really not that ideological um, I yeah. kind of wonder what the Republicans have on the Democrats because I, I don't see any other reason for them to fold. It's I, I just don't. Because they're centrists and that's what appeals to their. their it was all they honest. fucking had. That was their but, only. But you know what? <laughs> we we talked about it a little bit, and I um, it's more and more dawning on me that this was the case. The Democrats answer first and foremost to their donors. What don't the donors like? Uh, the stock market going down, which right. always happens when the government shuts down. So the donor said, don't you fucking dare let the government shut down. All of our money will go out the fucking window because the stock markets will crash. Don't fucking do mm. it. And, and they're already bankrupt. They all cowered so, yeah. and <laughs> we're like, all right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please give me money for my reelection. Well, we won't Peter do it. Dusha we'll pretend I'll stand, the... on my... <laughs> Peter I'll stand on my heels takes. for eight hours, but I won't actually do it. Uh, Peter, what did he say? Oh, he was just like, you know, sorry, dreamers, but, you know, we still need you to phone bank and donate to us. Um, so, <laughs> you know, and, you know, by the way, nothing looks better than, you know, for, for our campaign literature that we're going to send out in the mail than uh, dreamers getting deported in 2018. So thanks. <laughs> thanks for the memories. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, Which is true. It's like it's 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 these wedge issues where they love to talk a good game and they don't do shit. You know, because they want well, that was gay off. marriage for the for a million years. They would always yeah. mm-hmm. do that, and they just never did anything to fucking fix it. And finally, well, they still didn't do anything. No, it, the, it, the Supreme Court did it all. A, like Obama tries to take credit, but he didn't do no, fucking jack was, shit you know, for it. Who you know who did that? It was it, the woman who is running for attorney general in Michigan right now. She was the one that took that case to the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. She was the one that tried that case and got it where it was. And she's running for attorney general in Michigan right now. 
on a platform of legalizing weed, no longer cooperating with ICE, and shutting down one of the most dangerous oil pipelines in the Great Lakes. It's, so, it's like, <laughs> you can do these things and be a Democrat and have a fucking spine and, and run on it. And she's like the most popular person in the state right now. Everyone loves her. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you fight for the people, they t- they tend to like you. It's a fucking novel concept to the Democrats, <laughs> apparently. But yeah. um, who break their own rules? Let me just point out if anybody hasn't noticed, uh, follow Stephen Jaffe and see some of the fuckery that the Democratic Party has done to oh, him God. in terms of the uh, the rubber stamp endorsement for Pelosi and and they've done it. I mean, just the California Dems are some of the worst right now. The the party breaking its own rules and cheating and. Yeah, well, the it's fucking awful. pharmaceutical lobbyist runs the fucking California Democrats because they cheated yeah. to get him in there. So it's like, what do you, you know, the whole the whole party from the top down is corrupt. Did Completely. you see? Did you see that um, story? Uh, I think it was yesterday or today about the woman uh, Annie Rice. She won mm-hmm. a uh, seat. She won an alderman seat in uh, where is this? Uh, Riverfront Times. I don't know what this is. Okay, well, so, so she won this this alderman seat, right? But she ran oh St. Louis. She ran as an independent because the party selected uh, a corporate Democrat to run for the Democrats. I guess they don't have a actual primary process. They just you know the the party leaders or the board or whatever pick the person. Uh, so she ran as an independent, and she fucking killed both the Democrat and the Republican <laughs> in the race, and won. But she sits on the board. Um, so she's a Democrat, you know, lifelong Democrat, but she wanted to run and they just wouldn't let her run. So she ran on her own. She won. So now the Democrats uh, on this board are trying <laughs> to pass resolutions uh, to where they can kick anyone who supported her off of the board um, and punish people that uh, that supported her. Like they, yeah. they're trying to make it so that they can censure them. Yeah, and basically forcing like so them to support pathetic. whoever the party says is is going to be their pathetic. choice. Yeah, this is the, the last gasp. C, I'm man, serious. You know. Yeah, it's just pathetic. These people are fucking pathetic. They can't fucking win because no, they know they have terrible fucking <clears> ideas. <throat> They're just like the Republicans. They have shitty ideas, so they have to cheat to win. Yeah, well, it, that's we we were talking about this the other day a little bit. Um, but at least the Republicans understand their own base enough to manipulate them. And <laughs> an appeal to their, their actual desires, whereas Democrats don't even know their own base well enough to know how to appeal to their desires, let alone manipulate them. To, to be fair, slightly to the to the Democrats on that, the Republican base uh, ideologically are pretty fucking stupid, and their uh, positions tend to line up with that of corporate. Well, you know, for the most part, I, like I, you know, obviously I think we win on economic issues, but socially or whatever they they tend to line up you know mm-hmm. on the gun issue so it's easier for them to get behind something because yeah. it really all comes down to the donors what you know in the end is you know who's going to fund my campaign well I will people do always bidding. say like well why do you hold democrats to a higher standard and it's like because they they, they're they supposed ask to be for it <laughs> yeah they they're supposed to be, to be the good to... party yeah. <laughs> they're not pretending to be uh you know say that greed is good they're the ones that are trying to say <laughs> no uh, you know poor people matter you know, but you can't, you can't, you can't represent people <laughs> that are poor and then still go and give a four hundred thousand dollars speech to Wall Street. You can't, yeah. you can't do both things. And you know, they've done everything possible to try to obfuscate on that and say, which is a great segue you know, it, to Hillary Clinton. <laughs> yeah. To, wait, is she is she still a thing? <laughs> oh God! Yeah. So the Russia thing. 
The Russia thing. Um, Wait, there was a Russia thing? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, well, you, you walk through it because you followed this Russia bullshit. <laughs> well, yeah. So there were, uh, you know, Mueller indicted, what was it, 13 uh, Russians. Like Russian nationals, which is something you could just throw around willy-nilly. Uh, yeah. They're like KGB operatives, but yeah. Yeah. Um, for for election interference, essentially, and you know it's it's funny you can read through um, some of the allegations. It's an extensive report, and and mostly it's about sowing seeds of dissent within people, you know, and all the stuff that we've heard about, you know, using social media and that kind of stuff. But there were some funny tidbits in there, you know. One of them was um, so I guess they they basically said that a lot of people were unwitting accomplices to the Russians. The Russians paid people to show up at Trump uh, rallies, which is like, oh, that's where those people came from. Now we know. Mm -hmm. They actually paid somebody to show up as dressed as Hillary in a prison suit. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they paid for, you know, a, a different um, ads and things talking about, you know, pro Jill Stein or, you know, definitely vote third party or don't go, don't even vote at all. I mean, just but all sorts of, of the... you know, thousands of dollars spent on Facebook in an election where billions of dollars were spent. It, it, it's just such a... Not just that, though. I mean, there were there was a staff that they hired that was, I guess, around the clock. I don't know. It was yeah. something like 80 people. I don't know what it Which, was. but So if you're an American and you, you work for ShareBlue, that's all totally fine. It's only if you're a foreign <laughs> national that if you do that, it's... it's yeah. Which, yeah. I, I, what I wonder is, you know, someone like the Yes Men who have gone to other countries and impersonated people... You could yeah. easily charge them with fraud or, uh, you know, something saying like, well, they, they uh, tried to defraud the, the stockholders of, of uh, Dow Chemical or something like that. It's like it's a very easy thing to just kind of say like, oh, well, um, doing anything political as a foreign national in another country is is you somehow deceitful or fraud or anti-democratic. Well, it's also just laughable considering the shit we've done in other oh, people's elections of course. where That's we've, it. you know, installed yeah. people of, that we... Most of what I understood the real charges were actual, like, um, mishandling of funds and deliberately uh, concealing yeah, yeah. Uh, that, which is probably all they're actually going to get them on. But the way they framed it is still, like, you know, they uh, put up a Facebook event page for a Trump rally and a Hillary rally. And it's like, so what? Like, So they're just crime? trying to fucking... Yeah, that, so... Ultimately, it seems more like because they did do some anti-Trump things, too, and people kind of try to, you know, the anti-Trump not... stuff was after the election, not before, apparently. Well, yeah, but the whole point is that they're trying to just sow chaos like they, it's not that right. they're they love Trump. They weren't right. you know in collusion with Trump. They just want to destabilize the U.S. because they want to take. Uh, you know, a higher position of prominence in, in the global economy. And, it's and in like, that sense, I mean, you know, I, I agree that we do need some sort of, you know, laws around this to, to prevent. I mean, that's why we, we don't allow foreigners. I mean, that's why we don't allow foreign people to contribute directly to, you know, people running. But, you know, they've found no, they another have to, way. They have to donate like to the Clinton Foundation first, as the law intended. <laughs> Well, that's why I was going to read the connection to Hillary Clinton. So, so Lee Camp, um, who's always great on this stuff, tweeted, uh, truly disgusting of the Russians to force Hillary Clinton into bed with Wall Street, obstruct her from offering a clear alternative to the corruption of the GOP, and pressure her at gunpoint into a career of warmongering. <laughs> so it's of course, like, yeah. yeah. And you know what? It's just so disgusting that the, 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 the kind of, you know, like mainstream media narrative is always like, well, they, they, to convince people into, uh, you know, they're like, oh, well, they were, 
spreading uh, trend. They they were their bot network was trying to sow dissent after the Parkland shooting. Uh, apparently, these popular trending topics among the bot network included shooter, NRA, shooting, Nicholas, Florida, and teacher. So I'm sure that they got those things trending. They wouldn't have trended on their own, right? Well, it's and, just like, and what, what is a, a Russian-based news thing? Like, is that RT or is that just any website that a Russian person clicked on? Like, how are they defining that? It's just so nebulous and loosely. And look, I, I want to point out again, like, I have no problem with Mueller taking down Trump or any of his associates on financial crimes. Obviously, he fucking has shady financial dealings. He's a corrupt billionaire. He has, we, we have provable shady financial dealings with Israel, but God forbid the fucking mainstream media ever talk about that. Jared Kushner took fucking money before that, the, the, that before Trump was inaugurated to, uh, and tried to collude with other UN nations to get them to change their oh, vote coll- on that sanction bill. Colluding. It's just, the... <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but you know, but you know, I know, but you know what I mean? Like that's actual collude, you know, yeah. that could be actual collusion, but they don't fucking talk about that. Because they all, you know, as I said, love to suck off APAC at every chance they fucking get. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the other big lobby that everyone talks about the NRA having power. But, you know, it's like what Cory Booker has gotten more money from APAC than anybody. Uh, and you can look at his voting record and tell where that money went. <clears throat> but a lot of these a lot of these senators, they get uh, uh, upwards of a third of their campaign donations just from APAC. You know, and, and you look at who mm-hmm. we sell, you know, going back to the guns a little who, who do we sell hundreds of billions of dollars in weapons to? It's mostly countries that'll go along with whatever Israel's doing, you know, or, or directly to Israel. Um, so yeah, it's, it's again that it's, everyone's got hypocrisy, but on a political level, it's, it's like, and, and like all of that is really bad and corruption, but we don't fucking go after any of that. So <clears throat> yeah. the, the, this is all, and this is all again in service of, you know, excusing the fact that fucking Hillary lost to a game show clown like it, it, it's just yeah do i want trump to uh go down for financial crimes if he committed them which i'm sure he did yeah totally uh, i would love for every senator and congressman and governor and yada yada to be in, uh, held held accountable for all of their corruption but we fucking operate uh in a system of legalized corruption mm-hmm. so it's like you know this is so nebulous and and uh, undefinable almost it's uh, you know so this guy, Renato Mariotti, he tweeted about it a little bit. He said, and this is somebody obviously supportive of it. He said, it's an unprecedented indictment. I'm not aware of another case charging foreign agents with interfering in an election. But one of the first things you notice is that the interference itself is not charged as a crime. It's illegal for foreign nationals to contribute to U.S. election, but the indictment charges three other crimes. First, a conspiracy to defraud the United States by undermining the ability of the federal government to disclose foreign involvement in our elections. For that conspiracy, the crime is hiding the foreign involvement from the federal government, not the foreign involvement itself. The second crime is fraud, using false names to open accounts to send money into and out of the United States to fund the operation. The third crime, this one, I didn't, this is beautiful, aggravated identity theft. It's not just regular identity, <laughs> it's aggravated. Using the identities of Americans in connection with the fraud involving the accounts with false names. Why charge these crimes? It's less, aggress- it's less aggressive than charging the Russians with, quote, contributions in connection with the election. So, if it so that's was, some of it. Just to, to define it, um, <clears throat> if it wasn't aggravated, would it be just like stealing someone's identity <laughs> just for money? Whereas if you're pretending to be them in like conversation, then it's aggravated where it's like you're, you're literally impersonating them. 
what yeah, are the legal maybe. standards here? We need yeah. to know. <laughs> no, I, I generally don't know what the term would mean. Yeah, I don't know case. either. Yeah. Um, so, you know, but, th- but this again has led to the, the, maybe the most annoying trend in media, which is where the mainstream <laughs> media acts as if people's minds were warped by this Russian propaganda that they may or may not have even seen about things like, oh, well, they had a group called woke blacks and they were right. pushing the black lives matter. Yeah. Cause I'm sure black people were fucking influenced by Russia, uh, into, the idea that black people kill them at a disproportionate rate. I'm sure it's not the yeah. fact that their fucking friends and relatives well, and sons and daughters are you know, murdered by fucking I'm, cops. I'm sure you're aware that Susan Sarandon has more clout than Beyonce, Jay-Z, and Oprah <laughs> and Ellen combined. You know that, right? And, well, but it's know, like I all it does myself. is insult people's intelligence when they publish <laughs> I headlines myself like on that, this, you know? though, because I was one of the people that Twitter notified that I had followed or retweeted or whatever. I mean, like, like, the criteria is really wide, but somehow yeah, interacted with... if you retweeted with... a WikiLeaks article, you got one of those, <laughs> by the way. So just take it with a fucking huge, massive tablespoon of salt. But yeah. Yeah, so somehow something involved with Russia. So I questioned myself. I said, okay, well, did my my feelings about Hillary Clinton change because of anything I saw on social media. No, my healing feelings about Hillary Clinton that started in the nineties back when I worked she on the Hill. She cultivated all of her own fucking bullshit. Yeah. From the well, 90s. And back when the best thing, I mean, the worst thing about her was the best thing about her is that she was phony, right? <laughs> and there's so much worse <laughs> stuff now. So it's like, Oh my God. You know? And then it seemed, then I questioned, okay, well, did it make me more likely to vote third party? And well, I was supporting independent candidates at the time. I was really hoping it was going to be the year for independence that we were finally going to, you know, move past the duopoly. So, you know, did I see maybe more stuff than, than, um, was the reality supporting Jill Stein? It's possible, but, but I wasn't going to vote for Trump or Hillary either way. So whether also, it had been Stein or somebody else, I wasn't going to vote for one of those two. But, but also a lot, all this stuff, it, they're not, they weren't spreading from, you know, from the stuff that I've seen, at least fake information. They were just expanding, you know, what's what at least one side's interpretation of factual information is and getting it to a wider audience. So to me, again, that's almost like the WikiLeaks stuff. It's like even if the, well, the Russians provided the Podesta emails to WikiLeaks, that's still true information that we deserve as an American populace to see in order to educate our votes about who mm-hmm. we may be or voting Some for. Some of it wasn't factual. A lot of it was opinion. A lot of it was saying, there, yeah. you know, things like vote for Stein there, or there was stay a couple home of fake or stories whatever. They were circulating, but it was like a, it yeah. was almost the, but the, the fucking the... right wing circulates just as many oh, yeah. fake news, yeah. you know, and well, the, so the mainstream media. I saw somewhere like, the the number of um, of actual like likes or RTs on Twitter that were connected to Russian fake Russian bot accounts or whatever. It was something like seven hundred thousand interactions, and they published this for people who probably have never been on Twitter and have no idea how much is a lot or a little, right? Yeah. And they're like seven hundred thousand. Oh my that's god, that's nothing. That's probably <laughs> I've gotten, that's I've probably fifty thousand on my own post. Yeah, that's that's yeah. probably less than account an account like Craig T. Nelson gets in a week. <laughs> that's <laughs> like yeah, yeah, like a couple days. That's nothing. Probably. That's nothing. That that could you know how many people were actually swayed by seven hundred thousand interactions on Twitter. You know, like total posts, likes, or share RTs or whatever. That maybe swayed four or five people. And I'll be interested to hear if they get to what the total amount of money was that they believe was involved here in terms of this. Because if you compare that with the money that's in our elections already, again, I think you kind of pointed to this earlier, Anthony. It's it's just a drop in the bucket. Yeah, it's just, of course, you know, and 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 I, 
whenever I say these things, it's like, well, it's like, oh, are you arguing against it? Are you like, are you totally fine? No, of course, I think we need better cybersecurity. But the whole point of this is to distract you from important shit like policy. Yeah. And they're making a mountain out of a molehill, which the molehill does exist and does need to be addressed, but it does not deserve nearly the coverage it gets. It doesn't deserve nearly the news coverage it gets. Mm -hmm. It doesn't deserve nearly the money it's getting funneled, you know, into the investigation. And and the big, the big elephant in the room that we never talk about, except when it's right before the election or right after the election is of course the electoral college, uh, Mm -hmm. super delegates and and voting machines themselves being, you know, having (laughs) backdoors, you know, they could be hacked. Like though we, it's it's such a huge problem, but we're gonna focus on like a couple thousand dollars in political ads that were bought by a foreign entity. A, a problem, by the way, with it. the they solution the that we all know, like paper ballots, is the solution. But they don't want to do that because they don't want actual accountability. You know, for whatever reason, yeah. you know, conspiratorially. And neither party wants to audit the machines. Neither one wants a forensic audit because then the fuckery that they've all been involved in with every one of their fingers in the pie, from the DNC to the GOP yeah. to the governors to the clerks, I mean, all of that would come out. So, of course, they're not going to do that. Well, was it, but, you know, they, the, the bigger threat now is that DHS <coughs> has, you know, legislation now that they want to declare election infrastructure, all of the systems to be critical infrastructure. And what that's preparing the way for with this legislation that's there is for federal takeover of all U.S. election systems. Mm. So imagine how easy it's going to be for... Anyone at the federal level. Let's make level them all then. accessible from one centralized location. That seems they, like a fucking great the, idea. Exactly. From I the mean, same people screaming about Russian el- hacking into our fucking elections. <laughs> well, I mean, to, that's their brilliant solution. To, to be fair, though, we got rid of net neutrality, and I haven't paid any more for internet access. So <laughs> let's not be honest. <laughs> oh God. Um, so. The other thing I want to touch on uh, while we're on the Russia thing is that this is just, you know, a, a stream of overhyped coverage. Hang on a sec. <clears throat> a stream of overhyped coverage on this. Um, you know, they're, they're a just totally irresponsible headline uh, reporting and not much follow up. So, like, Last week, there was a Russian commercial uh, airliner that went down, right? So, like, 71 people died. It was, you know, a tragic situation. And number one, uh, I don't know about you, if you guys clicked any of the kind of tweets that reported that from, like, the AP, but the comments uh, were fucking disgusting. And I realized, well, I mean, I've known this for a while, but it's just, like, proof that people are just fucking having their brains just warped by the fucking media. It's like people are so anti-Russia that they're like, oh, well, I bet that hopefully some of Trump's staff was on there, or hopefully, you know, or, or maybe Putin shot it down, or blah, 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 right. all this shit. And I'm like, you people are just being fucking racist. These are just Russian citizens. These are Russian people. Like, can you fucking imagine if this was like a, fu- like, like a Canadian jet and, like, we happen to have a dispute with like the Canadian spy service well, and people look, were just like, Oh, difference well, there because Putin has a body count around him. So it is within yeah, the realm of possibility. This, this yeah. is not, this is veering into fucking like real just xenophobia. Well, it's like, like the, 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 the people or li- centrist liberals that say, you know, when there's a school shooting, they go, well, I hope some of those kids that died were um, children of, of right wingers who support right. guns. And it's just yeah. like, it's just a shitty, yeah. yeah. So, 
the, so the reason they bring this plane crash up, though, uh, so Lawrence Tribe, uh, this this <laughs> who's fucking, such a gem, <laughs> who's such a fucking gem. He's a Harvard law professor um, at Tribe Law on Twitter, and he's got a blue check, so you know he's important. Like Jimmy Dore always says. <laughs> Uh, who's just one of, I'm sure he gets paid by share blue. I, he doesn't, you know, say it publicly, but I'm sure he's one of the, the fucking CTR, you know, bots. Cause he will constantly push fake fucking news. And then when he's called out on it, won't, you know, engage in a, uh, honest, uh, debate. Well, he's, just, he's you like, know, you know, I'm not a journalist, so I don't have to retract. Anything. <laughs> can so just... I only teach at Harvard. Come on. Give me a break. Yeah. <laughs> So he tweeted out, uh, you know, in the wake of this this commercial airliner that that got, you know, that crashed. Uh, Among those killed in the tragic plane crash yesterday, Sergei Milan, a Papadopoulos friend who had emailed Kushner and is said to be behind one of the most salacious claims in the dossier on Trump's involvement with Russia. Probably just a coincidence, dot, dot, dot. Um, so number one, yeah, probably was just a coincidence if that was the case, uh, people, you know, 71 people, it's like, there's a chance that somebody involved in this nebulous Russia story may have been involved in this plane crash. Um, so, uh, turns out, uh, in, according to this intercept article, uh, what's wrong with tribes claims, everything to begin with, Milan was not on that plane. The official list of victims includes nobody with that name. Uh, as the Daily Beast Marlo Stern pointed out, the claim that Milan was on the plane was a simple hoax from the internet sewer 4chan. Internet <laughs> there's, there's sewer. 4chan. I love 4chan it. That's a, that's a good uh, yeah. descriptor. Um, tribe apparently saw someone making this claim somewhere on the internet and then, without bothering to check it uh, and check if it was actually true, told his 289,000 followers that it was true and then constructed a rabid, deranged conspiracy theory around it. Um, so, you know, the, the, the fact that the, the, these 13 Russian guys got 750,000 impressions, uh, from their, their, their tweets to set, set to divide people <laughs> is something we need to fucking shut the whole, you know, entire U S government down about, but this fucking asshole can just spread fake bullshit with impunity and, you know, <clears throat> nothing so, happened. I mean, so, I mean, couldn't that, couldn't a, a story like that, uh, affect Vladimir Putin negatively in in running for future elections like isn't that basically meddling with someone else's election in a foreign country <laughs> to, to I mean, accuse somebody it's okay of, yeah. when we do it it's, it's, it's fine t- when we do it, it. it's fine when we do it because we're we're better yeah. That, that's, yeah. come on American exceptionalism get on board man <laughs> um so uh someone tweeted to him I haven't seen anything of any official reporting indicating uh Milian was uh, killed in the crash uh, so then Tribe replied, plenty of reporting to that effect, but none that counts as, quote, official, and none that I'd vouch for personally, uh, even though I just fucking tweeted about it. are killing me. I mean, uh, <laughs> and like... And he tweets. <sighs> wait, wait, wait. So then right after that, he tweets in all caps, this may have been a different Sergey. <laughs> <laughs> Not an uncommon Russian name. Not so far... Common. The only source confirming that Milian was among the dead were ones that I can't vouch for. So maybe not even a coincidence, <laughs> just a case of misreporting. Sorry if I rang a false alarm. <laughs> don't no mind consequences. Me. <laughs> I just have 300,000 followers, right. but I don't have any responsibility. I only here. teach at Harvard. Why would I know any better? <laughs> it's not like a thing. That... They should fucking fire him over shit like that. I'm sorry. Yeah. He, but, but, and so again, he's a rabid fucking Bernie hater and constantly yeah. tries to make connections between Bernie and Russia. And we all, and we, this guy's like Louise Mensch level 
fucking demented. Did he and like, uh, make... I read some, wasn't the article also um, basically said he was responsible for kind of like bringing her up to. I, yeah, I believe he, he, well, he was one of the first people first, like, you know, prominent Twitter people that would, that would, uh, co-sign her fucking, <laughs> yeah. you know, dementia, her, her Coke rail fucking <laughs> insanity. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I just, I, that, that's why I just have such a fucking hard time with any of this because it's all so fucking breathlessly overhyped that we're, it, it becomes a way bigger story than it needs to be. It, yeah, it's probably a decently important story, but these people are using this as some kind of a justification, like as if this is some kind of vindication that, you know, Trump is a Russian fucking dupe. And it's like, if anything, just if, if it was, if this ended today and these are the only people that got indicted, this would actually uh, vindicate Trump because the, the, yeah, uh, they, they were all said to be non, uh, any Americans that were involved were un- unwitting participants, right. meaning that they weren't involved, so, which is why the right wing, of course, is saying this is an indication, <clears throat> which is also, you know, oversimplification and not necessarily the case. But I, I do like the word they have for that. Nothing burger. Nothing burger. Because <laughs> oh, it's just like I've had a lot of nothing every, burgers. Another term everything. that fucking the Hillary people graced us with in the 2016. Oh, man. <laughs> I just love how everything is like it has like a, um, a, a, a food reference, like milkshake duck. <laughs> <laughs> or uh you know like corn cob you know what's funny though yeah it's just everything you know what's funny is that the the the, the g- absolute geniuses that ran hillary's uh campaign they they created so many of these narratives and they all kind of backfired on them they created the the term <laughs> nothing time. burger they create they really popularized the use of fake news and then of course the, that that's fucking trump's favorite word and everyone in the right wing says it you know 24 7 non-stop it's like <laughs> Once again, their own fucking worst enemies. They yeah. they create you know they're, they 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 throw landmines in front of their the path they're walking down. But Anthony, down. that's a tool of the Russians <laughs> to accuse the other side of the thing that you're guilty of. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> because everything's Russian, and you know you know where I stand on this. I mean, I'm probably closer to centrist than than most progressives are on this. I do think there's something there, right? In, I think in all there's of something this... there too financially, but I think Russia th- stuff, yeah. Uh, do and we not so... agree that the, he also probably has shady dealings with Qatar and Saudi Arabia and Israel for land deals, things of the same nature? Well, yeah, and more shit came out this week about the things that China's doing to to meddle in this country. So, I mean, there's there's a lot so again, more going on like, that just isn't being discussed. Well, it's they're not honest know, actors. The people reporting this the way they the, are is all yeah. I'm saying. The, the the little bit that we do see, you know, like uh, thirteen Russians that were doing a, a you know a company that did a little bit of wire fraud, and you know, like we still have an NSA, we still have a CIA. You know, <laughs> the, the Russians still basically have a kgb you know putin's kind of proof of that it, it's yeah. the real things that these nation states do to fuck with each other's elections are shit that we how never dare, see you know? how dare you t- how dare you say such things about our venerated <laughs> institutions like the yeah. fbi and the cia oh yeah they're the good would never do now. anything yeah oh my god liberals fucking love the fbi now it's 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 the most fucking bizarre thing i've ever seen in my entire life you realize do they do liberals realize that people at the cia and the fbi are like holdovers from the bush era who helped fucking lie us into Iraq. Oh. <laughs> like what? The- well, one of our candidates actually did a, a poll and it was basically asking, you know, so this whole, you know, Russia thing, like, is this, who is this to benefit? Is this to benefit Trump? Is this to benefit Clinton? Or is this to benefit the military industrial complex? And overwhelmingly everybody agreed like military industrial complex. I mean, yes, you know, Hillary does benefit too, but 
but it's clear this is you know more about more about weapons so it's it's tough for me because while i think there's truth to it uh, you know making a bigger deal out of it than it is just fuels the narrative about mm-hmm. you know get us further into complicated military battles well uh, you know there, it's the, the big collusion between uh, you know trump and russia or united states and russia has always been about uh, controlling oil markets and sometimes they collaborate right. and sometimes they compete and I think a lot of people thought that, you know, we invaded Iraq to go steal their oil so oil would be cheaper for America. And that's not how right. it works. You know, we, we go over there to destabilize the region so the price goes up. And, you know, we're, we're fighting all these proxy wars because we want to, you know, basically have chaos in the market because then you can boost the price. And we want to, you know, Russia wants to control um, the price of oil over there and we want to control the price of oil over there. And it's, it's more than, I think, more than anything that is the the main driver is to make whatever is left of the oil market for the next hundred years hundred however long it still lasts is to control the market not to control the oil itself all right guys we're starting a commune solar panels (laughs) we're going off the grid i I I can't take it i think russian bots made us think all these things i don't think any of these things Jill stein wants us to ride bikes and have solar panels that's got to be a kremlin (laughs) plot (laughs) definitely all right. Well, on that note, we should get out of here. Um, just uh, if you oh, if you like what you hear from us, uh, check us out on Patreon. Patreon.com slash move left uh, helps us out with uh, producing the podcast. Uh, and also you get a bonus podcast uh, twice a month. We do a movie review podcast, politically themed movies. We did uh, JFK. Uh, they live. Uh, Netflix right. is bright. Uh, we're going to be doing a Josh Fox documentary in the next uh, week or so. Ooh, which so, one? You know, uh, How to Let Go of the World. The new, most recent one he did other than the stand, the uh, yeah. Standing Rock one, it's good. which he it's good. only did like a third of. <clears throat> the How to Let Go of the World? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, no, he, he lets go of that little aerial amazing. drone. You're like, wow, that was beautiful. Yeah, no. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Don't spoil okay, it. Okay, okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, the fucking... <laughs> Earth is warming at an alarming rate. We're all going to oh, die. <laughs> Sorry to spoil the ending. That sounds but... like fake news. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But yeah, that that's actually one of my favorite uh, climate change documentaries, if you want to call it that. <clears throat> it's and, very hopeful, uh, actually. It is. It's it's a, that's that's kind of why I wanted. There's a lot of interesting things to talk about with that. So we'll we'll come back and talk about that next week. But yeah, if you want to hear that uh, and all of our other uh, movie review podcasts, or if you just want to support. Uh, the show go out go check us out at uh, patreon.com slash move left you can find us at soundcloud.com slash move left uh, I'm at a Montrulo on Twitter I'm at a polybent p-o-l-i-b-e-n-t uh, and I am at chaos bot 5000 and that's chaos spelled like it sounds chaos <laughs> you're a fucking bot that's it <laughs> you're out hey, at least I admit it <laughs> <laughs> comrade bot your name i mean I, I think i think this whole podcast we're influenced by russian bots hold on i think we're i think we need to turn ourselves into Mueller uh for for debriefing yeah yeah definitely uh, all right. well on that note uh come back and check us out next week on move left idiots
there's insanity in the control room tonight.